Hey guys, and welcome to another conversation with They Say Who. It's your girl, They Say Who. And I'm back again. Like I said, I'm going to keep this consistency up while I'm doing all this and I'm recording and stuff like that. Um, so, I got some suggestions of what to talk about today. I just want to say, I don't know if I'm going to use Instagram for uh, suggestions like that anymore. It was not coming from many people that I do not know because I got a whole bunch of crazy questions for some stranger people and people are trying to have me shout them out doing their music and stuff, even though I don't know them people. But one of the suggestions that I did get, um, I felt like I talked about um, a little bit earlier this year. Um... But I didn't really touch on it too much because I didn't know really what to say about it. But it was just like millennials using um, narcotics and amphetamine and pills and stuff like that. And how it's just like taking away um, lives very early. And when I thought about it again, I was like, obviously before, like obviously I can see that there was a big issue. But now, like, with the coronavirus going on, it's like now there's a war being fought with more than just mental illness now. Like, we have to fight this coronavirus and everything that's going on. And I feel like it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy to feel like we, we have to figure out, like, a substance control group or ways for the youth to not use pills or figure out a way to discourage them to not to use pills. And I know most people, they put, like, the pill issue onto, like, the music culture and stuff like that. But um, it probably just get a little bit, like, heightened because, like, people in the music industry talk about it. But when I was thinking about it, I feel like... um that might not be the root of all things. I feel like the root of all things may come from the personal and what's there already. And so, like I was saying in um, the last episode, like, I just feel like at this time, this is the time to really, like, um, connect with yourself or talk with people even though you can't physically be in a room with them and just feel things out because... It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to to fight, help somebody fight demons that they have when there's really no true conversations on why people are using pills. Like, people don't just use pills for fun. Like, it's not a thing that you do for fun. People use pills because they already have prior um, issues and they deal with like depression or anxiety and then they want to self medicate. As we know, self medication is never the best way to go. It's always good it's not even good like when a doctor prescribes it to you I don't want to say that it's not even good um when a doctor prescribes it to you because you can have a whole bunch of mood swings and then get addicted to to it um and some people get addicted addicted to like uh opioids and I remember uh, people back in the days, they used to get addicted to, I mean, people still get addicted to, like, Adderall and, um, 
I can't really remember the name. It was like a, oh my God, I can't remember the name of it. It's like a pill with like an H. Like, I remember maybe it's the time that they used to like steal people's pills out of their room. Um, like earlier, like at school, I just didn't believe nobody because like, you know, it's like you can't believe till you see and I ain't never see, but people just say that they were like still stuff. Like I've seen people that say, oh my God, like I was on like acid or I was like on Molly and I feel like, um, this whole pill popping fate has been in existence for years, but it's just a little bit more hiding right now. This is like, this is like, um, the comeback drug era. And it's not even cute to say like it's a comeback, it's like the comeback drug era. And these are the younger kids that's making it seem like it's cool because they have actual issues that they're not able to deal with. So, that's honestly and truly all I have to say about that. But the person that suggested to me, um, hopefully when all this craziness is over, I can have them on here. And I can just hear their opinion on it. My my straight opinion is, um, I've never supported, I'm not, who's an advocate for it? I'm not an advocate for it. Um... I don't know people that personally take pills. Like, nobody has personally ever told me to take in pills. But um, I definitely do hear about it. I definitely... I don't want to be one of those people to, like, talk down on anybody. And... Because, like I said... Like, you never really know what people are going through. And some people um, take pills for different reasons. Some people take pills for the popularity. But at the end of the day... None of it is good. Drugs are not good. And as we know, they're all very addictive. So, I feel like soon, um, it'll be a decrease in it. And, and I just hope that everybody's staying safe in regards to, uh, drugs during this time. Especially addictive drugs during this time. Um... Because we're losing too many young people. We're losing too many young people to drugs right now. And it's real, real crazy. And we're losing, like, a lot of people in the rap industry to it that are are very, very young. And it's just sad to not know what someone was going through, even though... People may have acts, but um, it was kind of too late to figure out why they were doing the drugs, or and it's kind of hard to help people get with off it. So, like I was saying, I hope that everybody stay safe and be safe during this time, and use all the substance hotline. I know it's kind of hard if you can't physically go to someone, but um, if you know any loved one or someone that is a user, know someone that's a user, please check up on them in this time. And if you have any opinions on the subject more than me, I really would like to hear from y'all in regards to it. And I'm sorry if my voice sounds a little bit hoarse. I don't know what the hell, I don't know what is going on today. 
But um, I feel like garbage. <laughs> I feel like total crap. I feel like a whole linebacker came and just socked me. Like I felt crazy. But I, I like I said, I'm gonna still come on here and I'm gonna uh, still push out these episodes. Oh, um, yeah, like I was saying, we came back from, like, a fake commercial break or whatever, but I want to say about the, the drug things, um, you know, I didn't want, I don't, I don't really want to say that, um, people are making it seem, like, cool to want to do drugs like that, a lot of people aren't making it, um, seem cool to, like, want to be popping pills, um, being on drugs and, like, drinking lean or whatever they're doing, like, most people don't try to make it look cool. It's just, like, something that's, that's a part of them at the point in time, um, like I was saying, that were fighting their demons, demons and stuff like that, and like I was saying, I, I can't really speak too much on the topic, um, because I really don't know. I just want to encourage other people, if there are no people that are doing that right now, to, like, try to, you know, show them that they're loved, um, you know, that they have purpose, that there, that there's light inside of them and that, that there's better things that they could be doing and that none of us want to see them, um, gone or go down that road. So I, I do want to say that, um, before we get into the next clip where I have another fake little commercial break because we have no sponsors, but hopefully soon we'll have sponsors. But yeah, y'all. So I took a... <laughs> A little commercial break, even though your girl ain't got no sponsors yet. I took a little commercial break. And, um, just coming back, um, I want to say that I hope that everybody had a great Easter. Um, how I spent my whole Easter, the day before Easter, my niece got on my nerves tremendously and wanted me to straighten her hair. And I felt like it was a little, like, rites of passage moment. Because everybody knows, like, in the black community, everybody loves Easter. Um, If you do not go church here around, that's the time that you do go to church. We know how that goes right there. Um, But, yeah, she wanted me to straighten her hair. But, you know, I'm born, like, like era old school time. So, like, for me, when it came to Easter, I got my hair fried and dyed, laid and slayed, and then I got, like, Shirley Temple. So I put some nice little curls in her hair like that. And, oh, my God, y'all, she gave me so much hell just to do her hair. And she's, like, she has, like, a, a mixed texture here. So she has, like, um, she has, like, at least, like, a, probably, like, a, 3C, 4A hair dye, but it's, um, but it's hard, like, it's, it gets, like, mad at real easy, so it's, like, hard to, like, comb through sometimes, and she's a child, she's five, and she likes to play through it, so by the time I had to do her hair, she was, like, crying and screaming, and I had to tell her, I was, like, girl, I, I, I know the feeling, like, my, I foresee her type all my life, no changes, and my mom ain't have no mercy on me. I have a southern black mama. She ain't had no mercy on me. And I had a hot comb in my head. Yes, y'all. I had a hot comb in my head. My mom used to put, like, Evigarose in my head, which is kind of like a semi-permanent, like, perm. So it wouldn't be a full perm. It was kind of like, 
what men get, like as S curl and stuff for it just straighten your hair. So it took me forever to do my niece here, but after I did it, she was very appreciative of it, and it just brought back the memories of like when my mom used to do my hair, and my godmom used to do my hair, and my aunt used to do my hair. And like I said, she's so lucky because they didn't give me no mercy. I didn't give her no mercy, but it wasn't the same. They didn't give me no mercy. And if you are a black female and you ever had a hot comb to your head, you know exactly what I mean. Ain't nobody got time for that. But also on Thanksgiving, I spent majority of my day watching a Diddy's dance on and um even though we were inside it it kind of you know it gave me good feelings it brought me back to a good time you know it it was good to see a black family in the house dancing for a great cause um watching I didn't watch it all day but I I did watch it for a good time um Watching them have different people on and dancing and raising money for the healthcare workers out there. Um, but also seeing the boys dressed up in the Easter colors. Like, um, one thing I think that of nowadays, like, people shy away from Easter tradition. And I felt like when I was younger, people were like stepping away from Easter tradition too. Um, I used to hang out with these people back in the day that she really had nothing in common with. Now that I think about it, only thing that she had in common with these people was they all had kids that was the same age. That was about it. But that's another story for a different day. But um, we would go out. We would have on our Easter's best. First of all, I don't even hear nobody talk about Easter's best no more. And that's that's kind of like a, a thing that comes from like black tradition, like dressing nice, getting your hair uh, laid and dyed, fried, slayed to the side. But um, yeah, I mean, even though it was like sweatpants, it was like no dress, no dress clothes. I wouldn't expect no dress clothes because ain't nobody was going outside nowhere. But um, I've seen a lot of kids this Easter dressed up in like pretty dresses, dress shoes nice button-down shirts, nice pants and stuff like that. And they wasn't even going home. I mean, they wasn't even going to church. I'm talking about going home. They was, at, they was in their house. They was home. Um, They wasn't even going to church. And I feel like uh, whenever I decide to have kids, like, I want to keep that tradition alive because there's a lot of traditions that most people grew up on that they get rid of when they get older because they think it's kind of, like, foolish and it doesn't make any sense and stuff like that, but that's stuff that, like, your kids can always, you know, keep for themselves, and always have, have for themselves, and, you know, they can always remember moments like that, like, I remember every Easter moment, like, like I said, my niece is five, I can remember my own Easter moments from, like, five, I can even remember, like, Easter moments from, like, three, if you really think hard about it, um, and like I said, I was always dressed nice, I always had, uh, some little white dress shoes with the little heels on them, little uh, Kitty Mary Janes on. And I probably had, like, a pink dress on because uh, I was a pink girl fanatic whenever I, like, dresses on. But, yeah, just watching that, that dance-a-thon um, for the parts that I did watch, which <laughs> were, like, the, like I, I missed all the controversial stuff. Like, I didn't see it till like, the day after, but... 
uh, with some of the people that were on it. But like I said, it was very family friendly, wholesome. Um, and it didn't get overshadowed with things that, like I said, popped up the next day that people were trying to overshadow it with. But it was definitely a great thing to see. Yeah, it was definitely a great thing to see. But while speaking of traditions, I decided to watch Soul Food again. And I'm at a good age where I can remember Soul Food, a TV show. Did you know, like, once TV shows stopped playing, they don't really show reruns unless the network that held the show at the time wants to play reruns or the the TV station that played it, if they have, like, a different TV station name right now and they still have the rights to whatever they play it. But I decided to watch show for the movie. And let me tell you, I see why I like the movie. And I see why... Like, when I watched it, I I remember some things that, like, came up to, like, you know, like, oh, my God, I remember that. Oh, my God, I remember that. But I see why I like Soul Food. Me, personally, I like Soul Food, the TV show. And the movie, it just, as still as an adult, like, it made me rewatch this movie. And I was like, Soul Food taught us way before the so-called internet thought they told us about it be your own people. Like, Soul Food showed you that it be your own people. And I forgot that it was even, like, based in Chicago. But, like I said, I watched it all over again. And I was literally, since my sleep schedule was messed up, I was literally in my living room yelling at the TV when a trifling old cousin, which I already knew was going to happen. Because when you get older, you just realize things a little faster when you go through and you see some things. But when a cousin slept with her cousin's um, husband, like, trife life. And then when siblings don't know how to mind their business and your husband get locked up. And then, like, honestly, for me, I know everybody biggest part of the movie is them going to make Big Mama chop her leg off for her to go inside, a have a stroke-wise surgery, go inside a coma to wake up to tell baby boy that she won't tell him something and even get to tell him nothing. Let me tell y'all how so who had me fed up, fed up. And then this fool going to burn the kitchen after she told him don't put nothing in the kitchen. He going to burn that lady kitchen up. But, um, yeah, I've been watching, you know, more throwbacks. But something told me to watch a little, little soul food. You know, see a little old school traditions and stuff like that. And it made me feel like I I remember. I remember Sunday, Sunday dinners and I remember how. Thanksgiving's used to be, you know, it just brought back, like, a lot of good memories other than the trifling stuff that was going on on TV. But I also did watch Parasite, but I didn't talk about this. I watched Parasite, like, um, a week and a half or so ago. And let me tell you, Parasite had my brain working, like, like, you really gotta, like, I had dis- distractions, but I, I understood it, and I think I'm gonna rewatch it again. But 
the way that Parasite wasn't even in English, and I watched the whole movie in subtitles, haven't done that in a minute, paid attention to it. A Parasite just show you how it's a dog-eat-dog world and how people do anything to get put on. I felt like, I don't know, because I'm not really in that situation, but I felt like things could have went so many different ways. But I was just happy to see something from a, di- a different perspective. Like, this movie won, won the awards that they got They got for, for, for good reasons. Like, it was really, it was really, 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 really a great movie. Like, like I said, it makes me, it makes me want to watch it again. Just to see how the finesse went on and just how how they did what they did, like it was such a great movie. Yeah, I hope I'm not rambling, and I hope my voice is not like too low because it's killing me right now. But um, I said I was gonna get this episode out because Lord knows if I'm about to be doing an episode next week, but. I want to say, I hope that y'all voted, um, not voted, I'm sorry, I hope that y'all, no, I meant to say voted, but, like, I've been seeing that, like, not in most recently, but I've been hearing and seeing that people have been trying to still go vote when we're supposed to be social distancing, and I understand that people still want their voice to be heard, but at the time, I'm gonna need everybody to sit their butts at home and chill, chill a lot. But I hope that all of y'all fill out the census because as we can see with this COVID-19 thing going on and the crisis and everybody not having enough supplies and stuff like that and enough people not being accounted for um, or people just probably being stuck in a state that they weren't counted for, area that they weren't counted for at a time, I feel like everybody should um, fill out the census and I feel like the census should be more comfortable because I was watching... Uh, state of the culture the other day and Remy said the, the said the, the most greatest thing that most people don't want to sign a census because like they have like warrants for their arrest or like you know they feel like if people know where they live they could just come snatch them up and all types of other stuff like that and I feel like that's how they've been scaring the African-American community for years in regards to the census but um, we need to be counted, and if if we're not counted, it's not a good look. And if they do something that's not trustworthy to us, then we need to call them out on it, and that's point blank period. Because I'm sick of I'm sick of our community being counted out, and and she was saying that we get less pennies on a dollar than uh than a um a hospital like in a city uh compared to like the other four boroughs or whatever. So, honestly, I'm just sick of it. So, I hope that y'all fill out the census so that we can get our numbers uh, counted correctly and stuff like that. And also, I just want everybody to be aware during this time of COVID-19. I know that in, like, two weeks ago, they were talking about everybody that was dying in the jails um, in regards to COVID and them only sending certain offenders homes and stuff like that. Um, I need us to be aware. We all know that jail is the money-making system, but there's people dying in jail right now, and they're not even informing the inmates' families, and that's very, very, very unethical. I mean, jail is a unethical situation, and that's why I 
I know I can never be in no jail cell. I would never want to be in no jail cell. And um, I just try to keep my myself on the straight and narrow because it's not it's not a pretty thing or a pretty sight. Everybody wants to live their life. Nobody wants to be stuck behind bars for not even a couple of months, weeks, or days. Like, you know, people just want to live their lives. But um, at this point, um, we got to talk about being, like, humane also. So it's kind of it's kind of hard for people not to act like, how can you get COVID-19 in jail when you're supposed to be stuck in jail? Like, you're stuck in jail 23 hours a day, and the only hour that you get outside is probably in the yard, and that's still in a, a, a inside space. So, like, they just need to figure out uh, how they have, like, the guards coming in and out, or if there's people being, like, transported outside of the hospital for medical, whatever it may be. Um, I just hope that it gets a little bit better, and I'm uh, still praying for everybody through this COVID-19. I know a lot of people that lost people, uh, too, and not to COVID-19. Somebody's always calling my mother every day to tell them how they know somebody who died from it, so, um... I'm still praying in this time, keeping Jesus first in my heart. Um, trying to clear my mind. Like, I didn't do meditation like before I go to bed tonight and, you know, speak with the Lord and just keep my mind right and keep it from racing so much. But, um, yeah, that's all I have to talk about today. For real, for real. Oh, I will say I heard that everybody that's using Zoom, and a lot of people are using Zoom right now to get a lot of creative content out, or people that's meeting with their office jobs that they still have from working from home. Um, I seen it as a great way for people to connect and and to do their videos and stuff like that. I was over. I, I don't know. I felt so I was, I was over here, and I was like, "What the hell happened to Skype?" But I ain't use Skype anyway, so it didn't even matter. But I did sign up for that back in the day because that's that's what we used to use for like certain things. But um, I heard that they said that uh, Zoom is out here stealing information. I mean, most of the things that we do now on the internet steals information. I feel like even though people think that nobody got the information, our information is sold every day, no matter what um websites and stuff that we sign up for. So, I'm going to leave us there. With that, again, I want to send a whole bunch of love, light, and prayers to everybody during this time of COVID-19. I want everybody to stay sane. Um, if you believe in God, our higher power, keep them first. Keep your loved ones first. Keep everybody in your hearts. I know at this time, um, if you have any, like, if you have, like, depression or anything, like crazy anxiety or ADHD or ADD or anything that, that doesn't make you feel well and that you have to sit in the house by yourself to call somebody. I know that we're supposed to social distance at this time, but if you really do need help, call somebody to come over to help you um, at this time and that we're going to make it through. We're going to make it through this and we're going to make it through this stronger and better. And uh, this will be a time that we'll say that we'll made it through something that's going to be in history books from years from now that they're going to rewrite probably wrong and terribly because that's that's how they do. Um, but yeah, I'm sending love, light, and um, 
peace, prayer. I'm praying for everybody. Um, I truly do love y'all. Um, I hope that this ramble right now with me not feeling well is killing y'all. Um, I'm always grateful for feedback. And um, if I do come back next week, I'm going to try to come back with some heat, even though ain't nothing to really talk about out here. I'll probably do like a whole sit down, like a a movie review or a CD review because a lot of a lot of albums just came out this weekend. Um, and I might come back with a Clark Sisters review. I I didn't grow up on the Clark Sisters. I'm kind of mad that um, out of all the gospel music that I grew up on, I missed that I, I missed the, the I missed that in my my life, my spirit, and my soul. But um, my mama was in here watching it, so I think I'm gonna watch that. But like I said, love, peace, and light. I love y'all. Y'all stay safe. It's your girl, they say who. And until next time.